Welcome back to the Code 1098 True Crime Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. This week's case takes us to Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I remember hearing about this case as a child. It took place about 30 minutes from where I grew up. Jeffrey Lionel Dahmer murdered and dismembered 17 men and boys between 1978 and 1991. He was eventually diagnosed with borderline personality disorder, schizotypal personality disorder, and a psychotic disorder. By the age of 14, Dahmer had begun drinking beer and hard alcohol in daylight hours and at school. When he reached puberty, Dahmer discovered he was gay. He didn't want his parents to know. His grades started to fall and continued to fall until graduation. The fighting between his parents was constant. Dahmer graduated high school in May 1978. His parents eventually finalized their divorce in July 1978. His father moved out earlier in the year and his mother and younger brother moved to Chippewa Falls, Wisconsin. That left Dahmer alone in the family home. Dahmer committed his first murder three weeks after his high school graduation. On June 18, 1978, Dahmer picked up a hitchhiker named Stephen Mark Hicks, who was almost 19 years old. Stephen had been hitchhiking to a rock concert at Chippewa Lake Park, Ohio. Dahmer enticed Stephen back to his house with a promise of drinking alcohol. Stephen mm-hmm. agreed to accompany Dahmer to his house under the promise of having a few beers. Dahmer has stated that he struck Hicks twice from behind with a 10-pound dumbbell while Stephen sat in a chair. Once unconscious, Dahmer strangled him to death with the bar of the dumbbell. He then stripped the clothes from Stephen's body before touching his chest with his hands, then masturbated as he stood above the corpse. The following day, Dahmer said he dissected Hicks' body in his basement. After some time had passed, he buried the remains in a shallow grave in his backyard. Several weeks later, he dug up the remains and separated the flesh from the bones. He said he then dissolved the flesh in acid, then flushed the solution down the toilet. He then crushed the bones with a sledgehammer and scattered them in the woodland area behind his family's home. Dahmer went off to college where he failed and eventually quit after one term due to alcohol abuse. He enlisted in the United States Army in January 1979. He was trained as a medical specialist. He was deployed to Germany during 1979. By 1981, alcoholism had taken a hold of him and he was deemed unfit for military duty and honorably discharged from the army. He was sent to Florida for debriefing. Upon his discharge, he chose to remain in Florida. He didn't want his father to find out that he had been discharged. Initially, he worked at a deli and lived out a hotel. He was drinking heavily and eventually evicted from the hotel for not paying his rent. He then lived on the beach a while while he continued to work at the deli. In September 1981, Dahmer phoned his father and requested to move home. While living with his father and stepmother, Dahmer was arrested for drunken disorderly conduct. Eventually, his father sent him to live with his grandmother in West Dallas, Wisconsin. Even though he continued to drink, living with his grandmother was going well for him. He began working as a phlebotomist at Milwaukee Blood Plasma Center. He worked there for 10 months before he was laid off. A few months before he lost his job, he was arrested and later convicted of indecent exposure stemming from an incident at Wisconsin State Fair Park, in which he exposed himself to 25 people, including women and children. In January 1985, Dahmer was hired at the Milwaukee Ambrosia Chocolate Factory, where he shortly after began to familiarize himself with Milwaukee's gay bars, gay bathhouses, and bookstores. He also stole a male mannequin from a store. 
Upon his grandmother discovering the mannequin stored in a closet, she made him get rid of it. In late 1985, Dahmer had been regularly and frequently visiting the bathhouses. During his sexual encounters, he has said he has become frustrated at his partners that would be moving during the encounter. In June 1986, he began administering sleep pills to his partners by giving them liquor laced with sedatives. He would then wait for his partner to fall asleep before performing various sexual acts on them. In order to maintain an adequate supply of the sedatives, Dahmer told his doctors he worked nights and required the medicine to cope with his schedule. After about a dozen instances in which Dahmer drugged his partner, the bathhouses revoked his memberships. After this, he began to use hotel rooms to continue his practices. On September 1986, Dahmer was arrested upon a charge of lewd and lascivious behavior for masturbating in front of two 12-year-old boys as he stood near the Kinniknik River in Milwaukee. He was initially claimed to have been urinating and was unaware that there were witnesses. A short while later, he admitted to the offense. On November 20, 1987, Dahmer met a 25-year-old man from Michigan named Stephen Tuomi at a bar and convinced Stephen to return to the hotel in Milwaukee where Dahmer had rented a room. According to Dahmer himself, he said he had no intention of murdering Stephen, but rather intended to simply drug him and lie beside him as he explored his body. The following morning, Dahmer woke up to find Stephen lying beneath him on the bed and his chest was crushed in and black and blue. Blood was also seeping from the corner of his mouth. Dahmer's fists and a forearm were heavily bruised. Dahmer claims he had no memory of having killed Stephen. In order to dispose of Stephen's body, Dahmer purchased a large suitcase in which he used to transport the body to his grandmother's residence. About one week later, he severed the head, arms, and legs from the torso. He then filleted the bones from the body before cutting the flesh into pieces small enough to handle. Dahmer then placed the flesh inside plastic garbage bags. He wrapped the bones inside of a sheet and used a sledgehammer to turn them into splinters. The entire dismemberment process took Dahmer approximately two hours to complete. He disposed of all the remains except the severed head in the trash. Dahmer kept the victim's head wrapped in a blanket. After approximately two weeks, Dahmer boiled the head in a mixture of Solex and bleach in an effort to retain the skull, which he then used as stimulus for masturbation. Eventually, the skull became too brittle from the bleaching process, so Dahmer pulverized and disposed of it. After the murder of Stephen, Dahmer began to actively seek out his victims, most of whom he met at or near gay bars. He would typically lure them to his grandmother's house. He would drug his victim before or shortly after engaging in sexual activity with them. Once his victim was unconscious with sleeping pills, he then strangled them to death. Approximately two months after murdering Stephen, Dahmer lured a 14-year-old male child prostitute to his home. He engaged in sexual activity with the child, drugged him, and then strangled him. He disposed of his body in the same manner of the previous victim. In March 1988, Dahmer met a 22-year-old man named Richard Guerrero outside of a gay bar. Dahmer once again lured the man to his grandmother's residence, drugged him with sleeping pills, and strangled him with a leather strap. Dahmer then performed oral sex upon the corpse. This time, Dahmer dismembered his victim's body within 24 hours of murdering him. He once again disposed of the remains in the trash and retained the skull before he pulverized it months later. The following month in April, Dahmer lured another young man to his house. However, this time, after giving the victim a drugged coffee, both he and the victim heard Dahmer's grandmother call out to him. Although Dahmer replied in hopes to get his grandmother to believe he was alone, she ended up seeing that he was not alone. 
Because of the risk this posed, Dahmer opted not to kill this victim. Instead, he waited until he had became unconscious and took him to the hospital. In September 1988, Dahmer moved out of his grandmother's home and into an apartment on North 24th Street in Milwaukee. Two days after moving, Dahmer was arrested for drugging and sexually fondling a 13-year-old boy who he lured to his apartment. Dahmer's father had hired him an attorney. At the request of his defense attorney, Dahmer underwent a series of psychological evaluations prior to his court hearings. The evaluations revealed Dahmer harbored deep feelings of alienation. A second evaluation two months later revealed him to be an impulsive individual. He was suspicious of others and shocked by his lack of accomplishments in life. His probation officer raised the 1987 diagnosis of Dahmer suffering from schizoid personality disorder for presentation to the court. On January 30, 1989, Dahmer pleaded guilty to the charges of second-degree sexual assault and enticing a child for immoral purposes. On January 30, 1989, Dahmer pleaded guilty to the charges of second-degree sexual assault and enticing a child for immoral purposes. Sentencing for the assault was suspended until May. In March, Dahmer took a 10-day Easter absence from work, during which he moved back into his grandmother's home. Two months after his conviction and two months prior to a scheduled sentencing for the sexual assault, Dahmer murdered his fifth victim. He was 24-year-old aspiring model named Anthony Sears. Dahmer met him at a gay bar. According to Dahmer, on this occasion, he was not looking to commit a crime. However, shortly before closing time, the victim struck up a conversation with him. Dahmer lured him to his grandmother's home. They engaged in oral sex before Dahmer drugged and strangled him. The following morning, Dahmer used his grandmother's bathtub to decapitate the body before he attempted to flay the corpse. According to Dahmer, he found this victim exceptionally attractive. This was the first victim that he permanently retained any body parts. He preserved the victim's head and genitalia in acetone and stored them in a wooden box. He later placed the box in his work locker. The box would remain there for almost a year while Dahmer served his sentence for the sexual assault. He was released two months early from the prison work camp. Upon his release, he briefly lived with his grandmother until he got a new apartment. He brought the remains to his new apartment. Within one week of his moving into the new apartment, Dahmer had killed his sixth victim, Raymond Smith. The victim was a 32-year-old male prostitute whom Dahmer invited to his apartment. He gave his victim a drink laced with seven sleeping pills and then manually strangled him. A week after that, around May 27th, Dahmer lured another young man to his apartment. This time, Dahmer accidentally consumed the drink that contained sedatives intended for the victim. When he woke up the following day, he discovered his intended victim stole several items of clothing, $300 in cash, and a watch. Dahmer never reported this incident to the police, although he did end up telling his probation officer that he had been robbed. Dahmer then went and purchased a Polaroid camera, which he used to take several pictures of his sixth victim's body posed in suggestive positions prior to dismembering him in the bathroom. He boiled the legs, arms, and pelvis in a steel kettle with Solex, which allowed him to rinse the bones. Dahmer dissolved the remainder of Smith's skeleton, including the skull, in a container filled with acid. He would later spray paint his skull and kept the skull alongside the skull of Anthony Sears on top of a black towel inside of a metal filing cabinet. In June 1990, Dahmer lured a 27-year-old acquaintance named Edward Smith to his apartment. Like every other time, Dahmer drugged and strangled the victim. This time, rather than immediately acidifying and bleaching the skeleton, Dahmer placed the victim's skeleton in his freezer for several months. The skeleton of this victim was acidified several months later. Dahmer accidentally destroyed the skull when he placed it in the oven to dry. 
Dahmer later told police he had felt rotten about his victim's murder and he had been unable to retain any parts of the body. Less than three months since the last murder, Dahmer meets a 20-year-old man named Ernest Miller outside of a bookstore. Ernest agreed to accompany Dahmer to his apartment for $50 to allow him to listen to his heart and stomach. Dahmer gave his victim a drink laced with two sleeping pills. Since Dahmer only had two sleeping pills to give this victim, he killed him by slashing his carotid artery with the same knife he used to dissect his previous victim's bodies. The victim bled to death within minutes. Dahmer then posed the nude corpse for various suggestive Polaroid photographs before moving it to his bathtub for dismemberment. Dahmer repeatedly kissed and talked to the severed head while he dismembered the remainder of the victim's body. Dahmer wrapped this victim's heart, biceps, and portions of flesh from the legs in plastic bags and placed them in fridge for later consumption. He boiled the remaining flesh and organs into a jelly-like substance, which he intended to keep. To preserve the skeleton, Dahmer placed the bones in a bleach solution for 24 hours before allowing them to dry upon a cloth for a week. The severed head was initially placed in the refrigerator before being stripped of flesh, then painted and coated with enamel. Three weeks after the murder of Ernest Miller, on September 24th, Dahmer met a 22-year-old man named David Thomas at the Grand Avenue Mall. He convinced David to return to his apartment for a few drinks. In his statement to police after his arrest, Dahmer told police that after giving the victim a drink that had sedatives, he decided that he did not feel attracted to the victim but was afraid to allow him to wake up in case he would be angry about being drugged. Dahmer strangled him and dismembered the body. He intentionally retained none of the body parts. He photographed the dismemberment process and kept the photographs, which later aided police in David's identification. After the murder of David Thomas, Dahmer didn't kill anyone for approximately five months. Dahmer did, however, on a minimum of five occasions between October 1990 and February 1991, unsuccessfully attempted to lure men to his apartment. Dahmer is known to have regularly complained of both anxiety and depression to his probation officer, which included frequent references to his sexuality, his solitary lifestyle, and financial difficulties. On several occasions, Dahmer is known to have referred to harboring suicidal thoughts. In February 1991, Dahmer found 17-year-old boy named Curtis Strotter standing at a bus stop near Marquette University. Dahmer had stated that he got Curtis to his apartment with an offer of money for posing for nude photos, with the added incentive of sexual intercourse. Dahmer drugged this victim, just like so many before him. He cuffed his hands behind his back, then strangled him to death with a leather strap. He then dismembered him, retaining the skull, hands, and genitals, and photographing each stage of the dismemberment process. Less than two months go by, and on April 7th, Dahmer meets 19-year-old Errol Lindsay. Dahmer lures the victim to his apartment, where he drugged him, drilled a hole in his skull, and poured hydrochloric acid into it. Dahmer has told police that this victim woke up after this experiment, saying, I have a headache, and what time is it? In response to this, Dahmer again drugged him. He then strangled him. He decapitated his head and retained his skull and skin. Dahmer performed the experiment in the hope of inducing a permanent, unresisting, submissive state. By 1991, several of Dahmer's neighbors had repeatedly complained to the building's manager of the foul smells coming from apartment 213. They also complained about the sounds of falling objects and the occasional sound of a chainsaw. When the building manager contacted Dahmer in response to the complaints, he initially stated that the odors were caused by his freezer breaking and food rotting. On other occasions, he informed the building manager that the reason for the reoccurrence of the odor was that several of his tropical fish had recently died and that he would take care of it. On the afternoon of May 26, 1991, 
Dahmer found a 14-year-old Lao teenager named Conorax Sinsasomophone on Wisconsin Avenue in Milwaukee. Unknown to Dahmer, this boy was the younger brother of the boy whom he had molested in 1988. The young victim posed for two pictures in his underwear before Dahmer drugged him and actually sexually assaulted him. This time, Dahmer drilled a single hole into the victim's skull, after which he injected hydrochloric acid into the frontal lobe. Dahmer led the boy into his bedroom where the body of 31-year-old Tony Hughes, who Dahmer killed three days prior, lay naked on the floor. The victim fell unconscious. Dahmer laid alongside the victim while he drank several beers before leaving his apartment to drink at a bar and then go purchase more alcohol. In the very early morning hours on May 27th, Dahmer walked towards his apartment and discovers his young victim sitting naked on the corner of 25th and State. The victim was talking in Lao with three distressed young women. Dahmer approached the women and told them that the victim was his friend and attempted to lead him back to his apartment. The three women resisted and told Dahmer they had already phoned 911. Two Milwaukee police officers responded to the 911 call. Dahmer told the officers that the victim was his boyfriend and that he had drank too much after a lover's quarrel. Dahmer told them that the victim frequently behaved like this when he was intoxicated. The three women were in shock. One of the women attempted to point out to one of the officers that the victim had blood upon his testicles, was bleeding from his rectum, and that he had struggled against Dahmer's attempts to walk him to his apartment prior to their arrival. But the officer harshly told the woman to butt out and shut the hell up, and not to interfere. Shortly after the Milwaukee police officers arrived, three members of the Milwaukee Fire Department arrived, and these individuals also examined the victim for injuries and provided a blanket for police officers to cover him up. One of the three firefighters believed the victim needed treatment, but the police officers directed the fire department to leave the scene. Shortly after, a third officer arrived at the scene. All three officers escorted <clears throat> Dahmer and the victim to the apartment. One officer said he smelled nothing unusual. Another officer stated he noted a strange scent reminiscent of excrement inside the apartment. Upon the police's departure from the apartment, Dahmer again injected hydrochloric acid into the victim's brain. The injection proved fatal. The following day, Dahmer took leave from work to devote his time to the dismemberment of the bodies of his young victim and Tony Hughes. He retained both victim skulls. On June 30th, Dahmer traveled to Chicago where he met a 20-year-old named Matt Turner at the bus station. The victim accepted Dahmer's offer of traveling to Milwaukee for a professional photo shoot. Dahmer drugged, strangled, and dismembered Turner and placed his head and internal organs in separate plastic bags in his freezer. Turner was not reported missing. Five days later, Dahmer lured 23-year-old Jeremiah Weinberger, whom he met at a Chicago bar, to his apartment. He drugged the victim and injected boiling water through his skull twice, which sent him into a coma. He died two days later. On July 15th, Dahmer encountered 24-year-old Oliver Lacey in Milwaukee. The victim agreed to go to Dahmer's apartment where they engaged in sexual activity before Dahmer drugged him. On this occasion, Dahmer wanted to extend the time he spent with the victim while alive. After unsuccessfully attempting to render Lacey unconscious with chloroform, he called into work to take the day off. Once Dahmer strangled this victim, he had sex with the corpse before dismembering him. He placed the victim's head and heart in the refrigerator and his skeleton in the freezer. Four days later, Dahmer lured 25-year-old Jason Braidhoff to his apartment. Dahmer strangled the victim and left him lying on the bed covered with a sheet for two days. On July 21st, Dahmer discovered the head covered in maggots. He decapitated the body, then cleaned the head and placed it in the refrigerator. He later acidified the victim's torso along with those of two other victims killed within the previous month. On July 22, 1991, Dahmer tried to lure three men to his apartment to pose for nude photos, drink alcohol, and hang out. Only one of the men agreed. 
32-year-old Tracy Edward went to Dahmer's apartment with him. When the victim got to the apartment, he noticed the foul odors and several boxes of acid on the floor. Dahmer told him the acid was for cleaning bricks. When the victim turned his head to look at the fish tank, Dahmer placed a handcuff on him. The victim resisted and questioned why Dahmer was attempting to handcuff him. Dahmer attempted to handcuff both the victim's hands together and the victim continued to resist. Dahmer then attempted to get the victim to take pictures and even brandished a knife at the victim while telling him he wanted to eat out his heart. The victim tried to keep reminding Dahmer that he was a friend and attempted to gain Dahmer's trust by not resisting and using the bathroom as an excuse to escape. The victim punched Dahmer in the face and knocked him over before running out the front door. The victim flagged down two Milwaukee police officers. The victim told police that man <clears throat> had kept him in an apartment and tried to handcuff him. The officers could not unlock the handcuffs and took the victim back to Dahmer's apartment. When police arrived at Dahmer's apartment, he invited them inside. At this point, police were aware that Dahmer had also brandished a knife at the victim. Dahmer tells police that the key for the handcuff is in the dresser in his bedroom. The police start moving towards the bedroom and Dahmer tries to get to the dresser first. The police order him to back off. The officer sees a large knife under the bed. He also sees an open drawer that contains a lot of Polaroid pictures. These pictures are primarily of decomposing human bodies in various stages. The police attempted to arrest Dahmer and he resisted. One of the officers opened the refrigerator and discovered the head of a black male. A further search of the apartment revealed a total of four severed heads in the kitchen, seven skulls, some painted, some bleached, and collected blood drippings upon a tray at the bottom of a refrigerator, two human hearts and a portion of arm muscle that were each wrapped inside plastic bags upon the shelves. In the freezer, investigators discovered an entire torso, a bag of human organs, and flesh stuck to the ice at the bottom. Investigators also discovered two entire skeletons, a pair of severed hands, two severed and preserved penises, a mummified scalp, and in the 57-gallon drum that the hazmat team removed, three dismembered torsos dissolving in an acid solution. A total of 74 Polaroid pictures detailing the dismemberment of Dahmer's victims were also found. On February 15, 1991, Dahmer was found to be legally sane at his trial. On February 17, 1991, he was convicted of 15 of the 16 murders he had committed in Wisconsin and was sentenced to 15 terms of life in prison. Dahmer was later sentenced to a 16th term of life imprisonment for an additional homicide committed in Ohio in 1978. On November 28, 1994, Dahmer was bludgeoned to death by a fellow inmate. Thank you for listening to Code 1098, giving you past, present, solved, and unsolved mysteries and murders. If you have suggestions for a case that you would like to see featured, feel free to message us or leave a suggestion in the comments. Thanks for tuning in today. Until next week.